Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Just a bit of housekeeping before we go into this week's episode. We had a long chat about continuing the podcast during this time, this uh, uncertain time of uh, lockdown and worry, and we decided ultimately to to keep going because I think it's worth having something to look forward to in the day and worth having something to enjoy. So hopefully we bring some sort of entertainment to your day, some sort of enjoyment, and um, for that we, we hope everything is good with you. So we sit down and have a conversation with Corey from the band Prince Daddy and the Hyena, one of the newer bands that we've been working with recently, and uh, we have a chat about one of the oldest bands that BSM's worked with, the brilliant Joyce Manor. So, enjoy! Well, welcome to Band on Band, the BSM podcast where... My guest, Corey from Prince Daddy, talks about yes. his favorite BSM release. And you have chosen... One of. What, one of, yeah, one of. of course. Yeah. There's there's many good releases out there, but... You, there's, yeah, it's, it's very hard to yeah, choose. It's a, it's a tough question. People, don't, people uh, usually come back with a solid answer, but I've not had many who have had multiple, but that's okay. <laughs> so you've picked Joyce Manor and their album, Of All Things, I Will Soon Grow Tired. Yes, I have chosen that. What record. a very good record. Um, you, I love it. Do you want to tell me about the first time you heard Joyce Manor in this album? How that how that made you feel? Uh, the first time I heard Joyce Manor, the band. Yeah. Uh, I actually somehow, I was like pretty heavily involved with like, like in like late middle school, early high school even. I was like very heavily involved with like org core like punknews.org like stuff okay. like that you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying yeah and so i was a pretty big fan of joyce manor before they even released their um the self-titled the full length like they had an ep out with like i think it was called it was called either constant nothing or constant headache and it, and it had like chumped in five beer plan and i was a fan of the band when that ep came out yeah back in the day and then yeah, back at, that was probably like 2010 or 11. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was. So I've kind of just been a fan ever since I've known they existed. I think ever since like the beginning of the band, probably. I think that's their first release. Yeah. So so yeah, I I think that's. Yeah, I think I've been a fan since the beginning of the band. I think they're they have a very very solid career. Yeah, absolutely. How did it? how did it make you feel like discovering that band for the first time? What was it that sort of like drew you in that sort of tweaked your head? It's, it's everything I want in music, yeah. you know, it's like, it's super, super poppy. Like it's got hooks and it's catchy and it's poppy, but it's also like fast and in your face. And, you know, no song on that record was over two minutes. I don't think like just, that was just like a really cool concept to me. Yeah. Like they're writing like very like Weezery bubblegum pop songs, except like disguising them as like, Tony Hawk skate punk song. <laughs> and, and, and that's like literally like all of my interests in one band, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like anything, um, they seem to be from the same sort of age range of us or maybe a slightly a little bit older, but we've all we've all grown up with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 being basically the soundtrack of our lives. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Like all those Pro Skater games. Yeah, and so, anything from, uh, of all things, feels like that album could have just been on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh yeah, that song. If I needed you there, yeah. 
That song is is a straight up Tony Hawk song. <laughs> that that is that is a skateboarding song, one hundred percent. I wish I could skateboard as well as I could play drums back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I um I really enjoyed um the uh, video killed the radio star um cover on this yes. album. I feel like. I think it's a great cover. A lot of bands just like play the song when they're covering it, but the fact that there's like a whole different melody line on this, and it's just I think that is yeah. the longest song on the uh on the record. Yeah, no. I have I have a weird relationship with that song because I think it's it it is the it's the longest song on the record by like a second. It's probably <laughs> it's probably like double the length of the second longest song on the record. <laughs> it's like the record is like what 13 minutes long or yeah. something and that song is like three minutes long so it's like that cover the song they didn't even write is like a quarter of the record so i'm like in that sense i'm kind of like hmm interesting decision yeah. however however i do think the cover itself is great yeah it rocks like i think i think i think i think it really rocks like and seeing them play that live like it's it just feels like another Joyce Manor song, honestly. Yeah, I so. remember that coming out on a uh, on a ten inch over here when BSM put it out. BSM one hundred and twenty eight. I think I have that. Yeah, I think I have that variant. Oh, sick. Yeah, I, I, I think I have every variant of all. I think I have every variant of the first press of, of all things because I was like obsessed with the band when that when that came a out. A true collector. I have like, I mean, I think that's like the only album I have all like I, I actually have multiple copies of. I have like six I have six variants of it, I think, which I think is every variant of the first press. That is like a small punk retirement fund sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's so because it's so short, I feel like it definitely could have fit on a seven inch, but obviously ten inches oh, are yeah. kind of fun. Especially especially without the cover yeah. if it was just the originals that could have been an ep for sure <laughs> so you said that you, which is cool you said that you enjoy watching them live when was the first time that you caught the band live uh honestly this is a really good story actually um i went to see them my dad i was like probably in this is like right when this record was coming out mm. so i think 2012 13 maybe yeah I was in high school. My dad brought me and my friend to this. Um, I forget what it's called. Vans used to throw these free free shows in um, New York City. Mm. It was like the Vans house. It was called the House of Vans, I think. That's what it was called. And and like it, in the summer, they do like a show a month with just like these stacked lineups, like Hop Along, Titus Andronicus, Whoa. Joyce Manor, uh, Cursive, Kid Dynamite. You know, just like these like really stacked lineups. And I went to the Joyce Manor one and it was free it was all ages it was great had a great time but that was in the middle of their tour with um Algernon Cadwallader which also happened to be Algernon Cadwallader's last tour ever they announced that being the last one and the House of Vans show was in the middle of the day like it was like like Joyce Manor probably put it like noon (laughs) so so we did that and yeah exactly lunchtime punks and then we wanted and the actual tour date, like the Algernon and Joyce Mayer tour date, was later that night in Brooklyn mm. at a place called the like Acheron or something. Okay, but it was eight, it was eighteen plus, mm. and I, and I was like fifteen or sixteen. Oh god! So I didn't really know what to do. So I went up to Barry at the early show, and I was like, "Yo, like we we came from like three hours away. We really want to go see y'all tonight. Like, is there any possible way you could help us out?" He gave me his number. He was totally chill about it. He gave me his number. Five hours pass. We show up like at load in. Mm. I text him and he's like, yeah, come to the van. And then 
we load in all their shit with them and they tell the, all the bouncers and stuff that we're in Joyce Manor. And like as 15 year olds, that was like <laughs> our favorite band. And like, like we were like, holy shit, this is really happy. Like this is cooler than just going to the show. Yeah. We're like loading their shit in for them. Like, <laughs> like, like my dad's buying them drinks and shit. Like it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a really cool experience. Yeah. I'm really happy that happened. Yeah. Is, um, being in Joyce Manor for uh, a brief hot minute on your resume now. <laughs> um it's definitely a story i like to tell people yeah Yeah, it's definitely something i don't keep to myself no absolutely i was about to say i didn't know there was going to be another show that evening but i mean everyone loves an early curfew and finishing a show at like noon those guys would have played what like 15 minutes and it would have been over (laughs) i was asking um i was asking kev the other day about joyce manor and he was telling me how the when they first came to the UK, they played uh, they played a show at the Old Blue Last in London. I think it was a free show, and mm-hmm. it was like a four band bill. And uh, Narwhals opened it. I can't remember who else was on the on the show, but Narwhals opened in that show in twenty thirteen. Who was it? Narwhals, who are like a Brighton skate punk band. I definitely have heard of that band. Yeah, they um, they opened, and he was like, the queue was so far out the venue, down the stairs, into the into the bar, went around the outside of the venue and then onto the adjacent uh onto the adjacent street and they could have easily put on like five gigs there and it would have all sold out. <laughs> it was like one in, one out from the moment they came over. So are they a big band over there? Yeah, I feel like they've they've come over quite a few times now and they uh recently, I saw them last year and they played uh they played Thekler in Bristol, which is like the boat in Bristol. Um and that's right and that sold out. Um and they, yeah, they seem to be playing like those sort of 200 cap, 300 cap rooms. Wait, are we talking about Joyce Manor or Narwhals? Joyce Manor. Narwhals are, okay, Narwhals are not yeah, a band yeah, anymore, yeah. but they, gotcha. they also played, gotcha. they also played pretty big, uh, pretty big shows during that time. They opened up like Reading and Leeds Festival. I think our driver in the UK is the same person who drives Joyce Manor. If, if I'm not mistaken. Summers. Our buddy Summers. Yeah, yeah our buddy Summers. He, he drives Joyce Manor too, He drives right? everyone. He drives everyone. He's the coolest man. I he, he's family to me, honestly. Yeah. I I think he is like once there's certain people you meet on tour that are like acquaintances and you're excited to see them, whatever. Yeah. And then there's certain people you meet on tour where it's like, I don't care if I'm on tour. Like you're not a tour friend to me. You're like an actual friend friend to me. Like you are the you're, you're family, you know. And Summers was immediately one of those people who would just like we connected with Summers immediately. Yeah, I've he's, I think everyone I think everyone has that reaction with them and that's what that's what you want on the road i absolutely i saw i got shotgun every day (laughs) i got shotgun every day so me and him could bond (laughs) uh i saw him the other day and uh when i went to a show in bristol and we we were talking about you lot coming over again he's pretty pretty hyped on that so he's a good guy and he's uh driving chris farron when he comes over little plug there yes i heard that too i I did a couple days with uh I hopped on the Chris Fair and Maxi retirement party tour for like four days, <sighs> and and Chris told me that, and I was like, "Damn, that's that's my boy. Gonna, that is my boy." He's gonna have a great time. Um, <laughs> yes, he is. So, as a as a as a young artist, you say you're seeing them, uh, Joyce Manor. That is back when you're 15, 16 in high school. What was it that like instantly sort of inspired you about that band? And then later on, listening to this album, what was it that you know the songwriting? How did that inspire you? Uh, how did Joyce Manor inspire me as a songwriter? Yeah, you're saying? How, like seeing them for the first time, uh, seeing that punk could be something oh, you're into. Oh, like I mean, the, the, I feel like it's different now because like they had that whole thing with like 
the no stage diving thing that was kind of like a huge PR thing, yeah, yeah. like 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 it it blew up and they kind of got cemented as like the band who hated stage diving. Even though I I kind of feel like maybe it got blew out of proportion a little mm-hmm. bit, but I feel like back in the day, seeing that band, like on the time after that, I was like with. Mm, I saw them with Andrew Jackson Jihad, I think, and they were opening. Whoa, good show. But yo, but dude, their set, like they started with Beach Community and has that drum fill, the mm. they just they they just started with that immediately, and there was that immediate push towards the stage yeah. from the entire crowd. And I've never been in an audience as like enthusiastic and rowdy. It was a jungle, and it was like very inspiring to me as someone who like never has performed mm-hmm. but like obviously like as a 15 year old who loves green day and shit like that is like that's see, seeing that and witnessing that and being part of it is like kind of important in, in a sense you know yeah. and it's inspiring and just like i thrive i would love prince da- i mean they kind of are i guess i, I like when prince daddy shows turn out to be how Joyce Manor shows used to be yeah, rowdy. Like before, before, just really rowdy and turn into like kind of a jungle, like kind of chaos, you know, just like <laughs> everyone kind of just jumping on each other, being safe, obviously yeah, no one being a dick, no, no one's throwing punches. I don't want anyone throwing punches or like, you know, intentionally being a dick, but like, I feel like there definitely is a certain expectation when you go to certain shows that like, it is going to be rowdy, yeah. you know? And I want, and I, I do like, to be the band to have that expectation. Cause I, I think that's huge for me as the performer too, mm. where it's just like, if I get up there and everyone's standing still, the set is like 70% less fun. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas if I, if I get up there and I start playing and like immediately, like people start singing and jumping off the stage and like climbing on top of each other, like that's just exhilarating for me. And it really like warms my heart that people care enough to, you know, put in energy to express their uh, enthusiasm towards my songs. Like that's very important and special to me. And I think Joyce Manor was the first band to like, that I ever saw who, who like made me realize like, this is the rewarding part yeah. of writing songs. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the, uh, like the untold energy that comes from the room that can really change, yeah. change, a, change, a, uh, change a set and a show. And like you said, if people are, yeah, people are vibing 100%. on it, you're, you're, yeah. you're playing better you're playing with much more confidence you're enjoying oh, it yeah. way more i mean everyone enjoys i'm performing. fueled by yeah, it exactly i'm, I'm 100 like I, I i will play a worse of a set like i feel like i feel like half of the when when i measure like if i'm measuring a set after it's done only 50 percent of that of that judgment comes from like my performance and my advanced performance the other 50 percent of me like thinking how cool of a set that was was like the crowd's participation and the energy in the room, 100%. which is like something you can't really script. No. You know, you can't plan that. It's just like it either fucking rocks or it's, or it's a stinker yeah. and there will be stinkers, but like that just makes the the rockers like way more special and intimate. And those are the things that you remember as well. Like if you're going on tour and you're playing weeks and weeks and weeks on end, you're playing the same set. Maybe you're throwing in a little, maybe a cover here and there, maybe a, a change up. Right. You're not, mm-hmm. you're going to remember the, the flat shows and the shows that go crazy because you're playing oh, you're yes. playing the same set and also from like the audience's point of view like if i'm hanging out i mean i'm like six foot so sometimes i only crowd surf sometimes when i'm you know when it's there right. when it's there for me and yeah. it's safe yeah if i'm standing yep. at the back and i'm seeing you know people going ape shit 
I'm going to be like, that show is incredible. But then on the other side, exactly. if, exactly. if it's flat, I'm going to feel a bit bad. Right. Which is mad. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think, I don't think, I feel like the whole like Barry making the big to do out of the stage diving thing was called for. Yeah. Cause like there, like, I, cause I feel like there was people, they had this weird mix of like, of uh, their fan base was like 50% like 14 year old, like Tumblr kids. Mm. And, and then 50% like actual, like this is hardcore kids. Yeah. So like there's kids going to these shows, not knowing like, there's like these like 14 year olds getting dropped off by their parents who like want to scream along to constant headache. Yeah. But then there's also these like 25 year olds getting dropped off with like face tats and like straight edge kids who are like throwing punches and like throwing elbows and shit, which isn't chill, yeah, you know? No and I feel like, and I feel like, when Barry said that, it was just, like he just kind of reached a boiling point. Yeah, which is understandable. I would too if I see like if I if I'm seeing like 13 year old girls getting whacked in the face by like big ass buff yeah, dudes. You know no, what I'm saying? There's like, no time for that. That would upset me. That would that would upset me as the as the person who show this is. Yeah. But I think people when that was like posted online and stuff, I think people took that more as like m- more like. I think Barry meant something more specific than the than the public took yeah. it, if that makes any Maybe sense. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, it was portrayed in in its true light. Yeah, like I don't like I don't know Barry personally, but judging by like seeing him since then, I don't think Barry wants people to stop jumping around at shows. Mm. Like I don't I don't think Barry wants the enthusiasm to stop. Like I've seen I've I saw them at like Bloodfest a couple like last year or something or two years ago. And there's people stage diving and he was having a great time. He was like high-fiving kids who like stage dove and shit. And it was like, I kind of like, at that point I got, I understood like where he was coming from. Like that was a specific incident, like a specific situation that was reoccurring that he wanted to address. But it kind of was uh, maybe taken out of context the people who weren't directly involved. Awesome. I mean, that's, everyone's there to have a good time. And even if it's, if it's safe and everyone's having a nice time, no one's being a dick. That's that's what you want right. every time. That's perfect. That's what you want every yes, time. Absolutely. Final yes. final question, and I'll I'll leave you to it. What is your favorite Joyce Manor song? Doesn't have to be from the SM release. Could be. Oh wow. Yeah. Because um, you're talking so enthusiastically about this band. I love. I this is truly one of my favorite bands. I think this is one of the few bands where. How many records deep are they now? Five, maybe they six, five or six. I think two EPs yeah. if you count so, all their songs together. <laughs> so they have like a pretty dense discography, and I feel like most bands, once they get to that point, even the best bands in the world, they have a misstep. Mm-hmm. Like they have a laughable, regrettable record. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like with Joyce Manor, even though like every record's not a masterpiece, they've never made like a huge misstep. Like I feel like all their records are great at least. So it's hard. It's very hard. Uh, <laughs> Favorite Joyce Manor song. I love putting people on the spot. Can I give you a couple? Can I? How about I give you one from each album? Okay, that's a, that's a, if you were if you're explaining each I, album to a person who'd never heard of them, one song from each album. I would love to do that. Yeah. I would love to do one from each Let's album. Let's do that. That would be my <laughs> okay. Uh, self-titled, I would say. Um, derailed. Yep. We P Daddy has covered that impromptu before, as it like just for fun. <laughs> Actually, wait, can I tell before I do this? Can I tell a story? Of course you can. The Bloodfest that I saw Joyce Manor at, we got invited to play, but the only slot available was during Joyce Manor's set. 
So we said no, and we went to Bloodfest to go watch Joyce Manor, and then we played an after show an hour an hour down the road, <laughs> and we and we covered Derailed at that after show. <laughs> Fun fact, okay, but uh, of all things, my favorite song is "See How Tame I Can Be," which is probably my favorite Joyce Manor song of all time. Honestly, I like that one. Yeah, "See How Tame I Can Be" is up there for my favorite Joyce Manor song. Am I cutting out? Can you still hear me? Okay, cool. Um, uh, Never Hung Over Again. Favorite song is... Mm. Catalina Fight Song, probably. That song rocks. Yeah, that is a good one. I'll call that too, because I'm uh, I'm pretty standard. Right on, right on. Cody... Uh, Last you heard of me, another one, another Joyce Manor's greatest songs ever, ever written. I love that song. For my money, the best. What'd you say? Cody for my money. That's your favorite Joyce Manor album, Cody. Yeah, that rocks. Yeah, I, I, I like that album a lot too. That album's great. Um, and then Million Dollars to Kill Me, the best song is Silly Games because it sounds like another one of my favorite bands called Granddaddy, and I think they killed. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Love that. We will share all those songs in the show notes for everyone. Thank you so much for being on the yes. podcast, my friend. Dude, thank you for having me. It means a lot. Awesome. So there you have it. That's my chat with Corey from Prince Andy the Hyena about Joyce Manor. What a um what a lovely chat. I had a real nice time. That was during uh, an intense period of uh, podcast recording uh, for Corey. Um, I hope he enjoyed his uh, marathon podcast recording session. Uh, most of them are, are out. If you are looking for something to listen to, head over to the uh, P Daddy Twitter feed, and uh, I'm sure they'll be retweeting themselves. Banner Band was recorded and hosted by me, Ponape Laws, and my good friend and uh, quarantine enthusiast Oscar Lilliard edited everything together. It was. Uh, Bit of an odd one to record and <laughs> do all this separate from each other. He's usually the archetype of motivation, and that motivation has been missed. Anyway, keep yourself safe. Keep your eyes peeled to our Instagram, Spotify, and all that stuff. Share with your friends. Call your friends. And uh, stay safe. Bye.